Hi, my name is Jillian Baxter, and today I'm going to be talking mostly about Childer's article because that really stuck out to me. Mostly because I feel like violence just has such a wide scope and can be so many things. And I know Childer's talks about this whole tripartite violence, and there's physical, there's rhetorical, there's structural, but even within those three categories, violence can be defined as so many different actions and behaviors that could cause a huge divide within the definitions that we know. I mean, most people, when they think about violence, they think of the physical, but even within the physical, what about intentional? What about unintentional? That's a huge thing because how can someone be a violent person if they don't mean to be? But out of all the things and the whole tripartite and all these kinds of violence that there can be, one thing that violence isn't is senseless. And Childers does discuss that. Um, a lot of politicians have called violence senseless, obviously, if there's a mass shooting or something like that. But behind every act of violence, whether it be rhetorical, structural, or physical, there is always a reason for it. And yeah, there will be some outliers and people might have something wrong with their head or they're just not in the right state. But even in that state that they're in, whatever act of violence they're performing, there's a reason for it to them. And it might not be a reason that sounds logical to us, but everybody has their reasons for violence. So after Childers mentions this whole tripartite of violence that he consistently uses throughout this work, um, he starts to go into definitions of what violence could be. And these are all definitions given by other philosophers and professors, but none of them capture what violence truly is. And the only reason for that is because of the broad scope that violence has, that it can't be divined or put in a box and just be one thing. And even if a definition allows for a more general interpretation, there's just no way that violence could fit into a box no matter how big or small because there's no limitations to what it could be. Um, and especially because people don't think about rhetorical violence as violence. Obviously, physical violence is the most basic idea of what violence could be, and that's shared throughout a lot of people. But structural violence has become a little bit more prevalent in today's society, especially with politics and everything that's been going on within the past few years. But rhetorical violence is the most dangerous. And some people that do recognize rhetorical violence as violence, I don't think they understand the true power it holds. But as violent as it can be, it's the most powerful, it's the most useful, and it can be used for good. It doesn't have to be a violent thing. It's just depending on the person's perspective that it's being used on and the person that's using it. So we have physical violence, we have rhetorical violence, but Childers puts them together and introduces physical violence as rhetorical. Um, he says that there's ways to create and maintain a social relationship in today's society, and a lot of that involves physical violence as rhetorical. My first thought when I read this was minorities in an American society um, obviously, they don't want to maintain the social relationship that they have, but the creating part is what really stood out to me. They want to create a more free and 
relaxed environment where they don't have to live in fear of being judged or even for someone else to use violence on them. But how do they create this? They protest. Um, that's almost what all people do when they want to make a change. And there's so many ways to protest. There's You could hold up a sign. You could post something on Facebook. But a lot of protests do include violence. And people see this, and especially on the news, they look at that and they're like, well, they're violent. Why would we want to give them more freedom or more room to grow in the society? But people don't understand there is reasoning behind this. And that's all the rhetoric that's introduced within physical violence as rhetorical. Why would they protest if there was no reason for it? They're protesting because they want to make a change. They want to create a new social relationship as Childers is speaking of. And that's why rhetorical violence, especially physical violence as rhetorical, needs to be explored more by a lot of people in today's society that don't understand the difference between flat-out violence, as in punching someone just to punch them, and people that are hurt and are trying to defend themselves and speak up for what they believe in. Um, Values and beliefs, they have such a big part of rhetoric and even violence now as we explore them together. I am a bit over my time here. I get very passionate, but I hope you've enjoyed listening to my first podcast and hopefully it was very insightful for you and you now understand how I feel about violence and how Childer speaks of it. And I can't wait to discuss it in class. Bye.